Hello family of Grace, welcome to another episode of Daily Grace with Alan, Wonder Chapter Edition. And today's Wonder Chapter is Genesis Chapter 41, and as usual, let's start with the word of prayer. Almighty loving God, I want to thank you for this wonderful day. I want to thank you for the gift of life. I want to thank you for the gift of privilege. I want to thank you for this wonderful time. I want to thank you for to us to come and share and listen to your word. May you forgive us what we have gone wrong in our thoughts, in our actions, in our minds, in all that we have done and all that we have failed to do. May you come and guide us, show us your path, and may you come and direct us. We commit all our plans and all our dreams into your hands that you are mighty Father. You may provide us with all of them and watch all of them go through successfully. You pray all this believing and trust in your mighty name and that of your son Jesus Christ who strengthens us. Amen. And as we say today's wonder chapter is Genesis chapter 41. Pharaoh's dream. When two years had passed away, Pharaoh had a dream. He was standing by the Nile. When out of the river, there came up seven cows, sleek and fat, and they grazed among the reeds. And after them, seven other cows, ugly and gaunt, came up of the Nile and stood besides those on the river bank. And the cows that were ugly and gaunt ate up the seven sleek cows. The Pharaoh woke up. He fell asleep again and had a second dream. Seven herds of grain, healthy and good-looking, were growing on a single stalk. After them, seven other herds of grain sprouted, thin and scorched by the east wind. The thin heads of grain swallowed up the seven healthy, full heads. Then Pharaoh woke up. It had been a dream. In the morning, his mind was troubled. So he sent for all the magicians and wise men of Egypt. Pharaoh told them his dream, but no one could interpret for him. Then the chief cupbearer said to Pharaoh, Today I am reminded of my shortcomings. Pharaoh was once angry with his servant and imprisoned me, and the chief baker in the house of the captain of the guard. Each of us had a dream that same night, and each dream had a meaning of its own. Now a young Hebrew was there with us, a servant of the captain of the guard. We told him our dreams and interpreted them for us, giving each man the interpretation of his dream, and things turned out exactly as he interpreted them to us. I was restored to my position, and the other man was impelled. So Pharaoh sent for Joseph, and he was quickly brought from the dungeon. When he had shaved and changed his clothes, he, became, he came before the Pharaoh. Pharaoh said to Joseph, I have had a dream and no one can interpret, but I have heard it said of you that when you hear a dream, you can interpret it. Then Pharaoh said to Joseph, I cannot do it, Joseph replied to Pharaoh, but God will give Pharaoh the answer he desires. Then Pharaoh said to Joseph, in my dream, I was standing on the bank of the Nile. When out of the river, there came up seven cows, fat and sleek, and they grazed among the reeds. And then, and after them, seven other cows came up, scrawny and very ugly and lean. I had never seen such uglies in all the land of Egypt. The lean, ugly cows ate up the seven fat cows that came up first. But even after they ate them, no one could tell that they had done so. They looked just as ugly as before. Then I woke up. 
In my dream, I saw seven herds of grain, full and good, growing on a single stalk. After then, seven other seeds' heads sprouted, withered and thin and scorched by the east wind. The thin grains, the thin heads of grain, swallowed up the seven good heads. I told this to the magicians, but none of them could explain it to me. Then Joseph said to Pharaoh, The dreams of Pharaoh are one and same. God has revealed to Pharaoh what he's about to do. The seven good cows and the seven years, the seven good cows are seven years, and the seven good heads of grain are seven years. It is one and the same dream. The seven lean, ugly cows that came up afterward are seven years, and so are the seven worthless herds of grain scorched by the east wind. They are seven years of famine. It is just as I say to Pharaoh, God has shown Pharaoh what he's about to do. Seven years of great abundance are coming through the lands of Egypt, but seven years of famine will follow. Then all abundance in Egypt will be forgotten, and famine will ravage the land. The abundance in the land will not be remembered, because the famine that follows it will be so severe. The reason the dream was given to Pharaoh in two forms is that the matter has been firmly decided by God, and God will do it. And now let Pharaoh look for a discerning and wise man and put him in charge of the land of Egypt. Let Pharaoh appoint commissioners over the land to take a fifth of the harvest of Egypt during the seven years of abundance. They should collect all the food of these good years that are coming and store up in the grain under authority of Pharaoh to be kept in the cities for food. This food sh should be held in reserve for the country to be used during the seven years of famine that will come upon Egypt so that the country may not be ruined by famine. The plan seemed good to Pharaoh and his officials. So Pharaoh asked them, can we find anyone like this man, who, one in whom is the spirit of God? Then Pharaoh said to Joseph, Since God has made all this known to you, there is no one as discerning and wise as you. You shall be in charge of my palace, and all people are to submit to your orders. Only with respect to the throne will I be greater than you. So Pharaoh said to Joseph, I hereby put you in charge of the whole land of Egypt. The Pharaoh took his signet ring from his finger and put it on Joseph's finger. He dressed him up in robes of fine linen and put a gold chain around his neck. He had him ride in a chariot as his second in command. And people shouted before him, Make way! Thus he put thus he put him in charge of the whole land of Egypt. Then Pharaoh said, then Pharaoh said to Joseph, I am Pharaoh, but without your word, no one will lift a hand or a foot in all of Egypt. Pharaoh gave Joseph the name Zaphenath Paneah and gave him Athenath, daughter of Potipharah, priest of On, to be his wife. And Joseph went throughout the land of Egypt. Joseph was 33 years old when he entered the service of Pharaoh, king of Egypt. And Joseph went out from Pharaoh's presence and traveled throughout Egypt. During the seven years of abundance, the land produced plentifully. Joseph collected all the food 
produced in the seven years of abundance in Egypt and stored it in the cities. In each city he put the food grown in the fields surrounding it. Joseph stored up huge quantities of grain, like the sand of the sea. It was too much that he stopped keeping record because it was beyond measure. Before the years of famine came, two sons were born to Joseph by Aseneth, daughter of Potipharah, priest of On. Joseph named his firstborn Manasseh and said, It's because God has made me forget all my trouble and my father's household. The second he named Ephraim and said, It's because God has made me fruitful in the land of my suffering. Then seven years of abundance in Egypt came to an end, and seven years of famine began, just as Joseph had said. There was famine in all other lands, but in the whole land of Egypt there was food. When all Egypt began to feel the famine, the people cried to Pharaoh for food. Then Pharaoh told all Egyptians to go to Joseph and do what he tells you. When famine had spread all over the whole country, Joseph opened all the storehouses and sold grain to the Egyptians. For the famine was severe throughout Egypt, and all the world came to Egypt to buy food from Joseph because there was famine everywhere. Well, and that is the end of Genesis chapter 41. It's been a very long chapter, but hmm, let's go through it the usual way. The first lesson that I picked from today's message was from verse 1. When two years had passed, Pharaoh had a dream. He was standing by the Nile. So now everyone can be asking, Chichi, what did you see there? When two years had passed. Right? And this is like two years referencing from the time that the cupbearer was released from prison. So can you imagine like Joseph was just there in the prison for two years. He was going through a lot for two years. Wow. That's today. Like, today's another example of trusting God's timing. Joseph had to be there for some time. because like two years plus. Remember, these people got them, got him there already. But he persisted and he stayed. And since you really read the chapter, we see what he gets at the end of that persistence. Stay strong, no matter what situation you are in right now. No matter what is going through, no matter what you're going through right now, stay strong. Amen. And if you look, if you continue the story to verse 8. Hmm? Actually, let's say, let's um say from verse 8. In the, mo in the morning, his mind was troubled, so he sent for all the magicians and wise men of Egypt. Pharaoh told them about his dream, but no one could interpret them for him. Hmm? We continue. Then the chief cupbearer said to Pharaoh, Today I'm reminded of my shortcomings. Pharaoh once was angry with his servants and imprisoned him with and the chief baker in the house in the captain of the guard. Each of us had a dream that same night, and each dream had a meaning. Now a young Hebrew was there with us, a servant of the captain of the guard. We told him our dreams, and he interpreted them for us, each giving each man the interpretation of his dream. Hmm? Wow. I don't even know where to start from. 
But after two years, this man, this gentleman, this Cabrera remembers who? Joseph. Hmm? And what happens? Verse 14, we see Pharaoh. Pharaoh sent for Joseph and he was quickly brought from the dungeon where when he had shaved and changed his clothes, he came before Pharaoh. In the whole land of Egypt. Can you imagine? In the whole land of Egypt, they failed to get someone who could interpret a dream. So what did they do? What did they do? They sent for Joseph. I don't even know if we are on the same page here, but are you seeing how God works? Are you seeing how God's ways are not our ways? And are you seeing how a simple act of kindness has borne fruit? Imagine Joseph had not bothered asking this cupbearer how he was feeling that day when he was feeling sad. Do you think the cupbearer would have known him? No. Good. One good turn deserves another. But now I'm not saying you start being kind because you just, eh, you want to expect a return. No. Now they're looking for Joseph. They had to go to the dungeon where he was, where he had been arrested. To look for one man out of all the prophets, magicians, everyone in Egypt. And that's how the Lord is saying people are going to search for you. Amen. That's how the Lord is saying people are going to search for you. When that time comes and they need a doctor, an engineer, a pilot, or what, whatever they need, that's how they're going to search for you. But he did not say it is going to happen like that. Imagine Joseph had to wait for two years plus. And when you go back to verse 9, actually, something just skipped my mind. When you go back to, to verse 9, then the chief bearer said to Pharaoh, today I am reminded of my shortcomings. That is two years after. Hmm? He finally remembers about Joseph who helped him interpret the dream. After the king failing to get everyone, Joseph was the last resort. I have to ask you a question. How many times have you made God your last resort? Eh? So many times we have made God our last resort instead of our first response. After everything has failed, that's when you remember, oh, I serve a living God. Eh? It's okay. But why not make God your first response? Why? Why not? Why not make God your first response? And then let's continue. From verse 16, eh? no, the, like the story is getting sweeter. It's getting sweeter. You know, you know what I'm saying? If you the story is getting sweeter, getting sweeter. From my dungeon. Joseph is now in front of the Pharaoh. Pharaoh asks him, tells him, my G, what go on? My G, my guy, boss. No, no Ugandans in my country, Ugandans. Everyone's my boss. Hmm? Especially when they need some something from you. They start giving you sweet names. 
I had a dream, but no one can interpret it. Could you be able to interpret it unless just just listen to how Joseph answers? It still baffles me. I cannot do it. Joseph replied to the Pharaoh, but God will give Pharaoh the answer that he desires. He acknowledges that it's not him who magically rocket science interprets dream, but he acknowledges that there's someone behind him, someone, somewhere where his strength comes from, and that's the Lord. Amen. Moral of a story is don't forget where your strength comes from. And actually, that was my favorite verse, verse 16. I cannot do it, Joseph replied to Pharaoh, but God will give Pharaoh the answer that he desires. Who? What's up? Don't forget where your ans- where your strength comes from. So many times that we tend to be amassed by the glory, by the uh, uh, praises that people give to us. Hey, mama, you have a good voice. Oh my lord, you, you're a good footballer. Eh, you can dance. Tell them thank you. It's by the grace of the Lord. Be proud. Like not the bad proud, eh? The good proud. And when you continue reading through within those verses, you will see how Joseph was able to interpret that dream. Amen? And he just stuns the Pharaoh the same way he stunned the prison guard, the same way he stunned the Egyptian official, he stuns the Pharaoh. That so much that when they were looking for someone, that's when they're looking for someone to put as the head, Pharaoh's like, no, no one is as wise as where can we find such a man? Verse 40. You shall be in charge of my palace, and all my people are to submit to your orders only with respect. Only with respect to the throne will I be greater than you. Wow, verse 40. The king, the pharaoh, is telling Joseph, we are going to be the same. The only difference is that I have a throne and you don't, but we are going to be the same. He puts him in charge of everything in Egypt. Like, can you imagine someone who was once sold <laughs> for 20 shekels of silver? Eh? 20 shekels of silver. 20, 20, just... 20 like 2020 20, but 20 and he's here not being put in charge of the whole of egypt i know like those days egypt was like eh? the the land to be hmm? this just shows us that god will always put you where he wants you to be regardless of what you go through amen and if you are very keen, I don't know, if you have been so keen, if you are very keen, you'll notice that our boy Joseph had been making progress. You ask me how. Hmm? Hmm? Let's start. Let me show you. It's okay. Relax. I got you. Hmm? He was taken as a slave eh? to the Egyptian's official's house. What does God do? God is with him and he becomes hmm? 
the head of all the slaves in that household. The big guy, the big dog. Hmm? If you want to bamba, even wanted to bamba, we'd go and bamba with him. He was the big dog of that house. And then after that, when he went to prison, he became in charge of all prisoners. And I can I can guarantee that there were more prisoners. There were more prisoners in that prison than the slaves at the official's place. So he was given that authority over a larger group of people. And after that, now we're seeing him ruling everyone, not ruling, but being in charge of everyone and everything in Egypt. You see that progress? But that progress didn't have bumps. It wasn't a straight road. You get it? And that's the God we serve. We serve a God of progress. with a God of retardation. We are accelerating. That's like, that's the God we served. We are not stuck to one place. Excuse me? Do you know my God? <laughs> and that's the God that we serve. And let's, let's go to 42, verse 42. Then Pharaoh took his signet ring from his finger and put it on Joseph's finger. He dressed him in robes of fine linen and pulled a gold chain around his neck. Now you can see rewards of trusting the process. Hmm? Trusting the process. Now they're putting a gold, a gold chain, ice, fine linen. I don't know if it was Gucci or Louis Vuitton, Chanel or Clarence. All with me, it's fine linen. And God even puts a chain, a golden chain, not just a chain, a gold chain around his neck. Eh. My Lord, our boy had ice. But it, all that didn't just come. It was because he trusted the Lord that from the very first beginning, that from when he was being taken as slaves, from when he was being sold by his brother, that Joseph trusted that there's somewhere that God wants to put me. And he was patient and he waited. And that's something that we don't all have today. We are always not patient enough, but today we see the rewards of trusting the process. I think I'll tell you trust the process, every day trust the process. But today we see the rewards of trusting the process. Lastly, lastly for today, if we continue reading verse 51 to 52, you'll see that he does not forget where God picked him from. He gives thanks to the Lord, thanksgiving at the end of the day. Joseph acknowledges that he came from far and that this magical being behind him, aka God, aka Jesus Christ, aka, I don't know what you call him. Some of you call him daddy, eh? best friend, it's okay has been with him from day one and has picked him from somewhere and has taken him somewhere and that's why when he gives when he gives birth to his first child he names him Manasseh which means it's because God has made me forget all my trouble and all my father's household not alcohol not I don't know what not money not fame but who God 
and that when he even gives birth a second son his soul does not forget and he remembers that it's because of God that I'm fruitful in the land of my suffering not to well not his friends not his family but God always remember God always give thanks get some time read Genesis chapter 41 it's an amazing story Meditate tell us what you have learned. You can email us dailygracewithalan at, at yahoo.com or you can send us a direct message on Instagram or Twitter at dailygracewithalan. We really love to hear from you. Almighty loving God, I want to thank you for this, for this wonderful day. I want to thank you for protecting us and guiding us. I want to thank you for this beautiful story on, of how you brought Joseph from being sold to his brothers to being a ruler in Egypt to, to an official to a top gun in Egypt, Father. May you always give us the patience just as you gave Joseph to wait and trust the process knowing that there's somewhere that you want us to be, knowing that there's something that you you can see but we cannot see, that there's somewhere that you want to lead us to that we do not know but you know. Paul is believing and trusting in the mighty name and that of his son, Jesus Christ, who strengthens us. Amen.